0: Top Shelf Fantasy.
1: Alright, how's it going guys? April 6th, I had to check there, sorry. Podcast 246, um, we're here talking about a little news, Dynasty Updates, a rookie first round mock draft, and some other stuff. Um, it's been pretty quiet in the free agent um, landscape, Alaska. Two weeks, so not much to talk about there. We'll get into a few during the news, but uh, it's me, Dows, and Derek. Derek, thanks for joining again. This is, uh, As
2: always, thanks for having me.
1: You've been on a few the last couple months.
2: Yeah, well, the offseason, right around draft time, is when my NFL season starts. This is my favorite time from the year. Um, like, I think I like the NFL draft more than the Super Bowl. So, happy to be spoken yeah. like a Whoa. true
0: Dynasty fantasy player. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of the way it goes too. Like once you start getting super into dynasty, you even get like more into the NFL draft and and, and that whole side of it, and then you just continue to like pull back on redraft leagues as a whole. Is that's how it's kind of gone for me. Like yeah. I don't really have any interest in more, joining more redrafts,
2: but I'll join more dynasties left and right. Yeah, it's uh, it's dynasties and best balls where you don't have to do anything and just let the weather it run all year. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Talkshowfantasy dot com. Uh, not much up there now. is you got to work on that montraft again.
0: Yeah, I've been working on it. Um, you know, just kind of do some more research, see some moving pieces. I'm trying to wait for like some sort of news to to fall. Like I, I know we're waiting on Lamar and Aaron Rodgers. It just seems like that's going to go on forever. So I'm no longer waiting on that. But I'd like to get some indication. And we start We're starting to get reports. We'll talk about it a little bit in a minute here, but. Uh, I'd like to have some sort of idea who's going to go like at least first overall, but there's so much debate and question that, you know, my mock could be wrong right off the first pick. And it it throws everything into complete disarray when that happens. So um, we'll keep at it. We'll get it going. I'll have it out. Probably, probably not this weekend because of Easter, but next week. Spending time with your family. Come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure I'll be working. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the, this is the first year, and actually, I guess last year too, we were wrong with the first overall pick. But I mean, QBs, we, you know, it's been Lawrence, it's been Burrow before that, like set in stone, definitely the one. Then a- a- after that, it's kind of tricky.
2: But this year, it could go anyone. So yeah, it, it very much shades of the Baker Mayfield draft, right, where we didn't mm-hmm. know who Cleveland was going to take at one, and it ended up being Baker in the end of the day, like, and the, that one was like a lot of times they'll announce the first overall pick before the NFL draft even starts. But that was like one of the last ones I can remember did that last year where they didn't announce before the draft. So well, it'll be a surprise to see who goes one this year. And does it feel like when we
0: don't know who the consensus number one is, that that usually means the class ends up being a little bit weaker? Like a couple of years down the road, retrospectively, that Baker
2: class is fairly weak. I mean, there's not a lot of studs and standouts. The, the other class that reminds me of where quarterback they didn't know who the best was the Daniel Jones draft with Patrick Mahomes and Watson. And mm-hmm. no one knew who the first quarterback was going to be taken. And that draft ended up being awesome. So is that I you have got point guess.
0: counterpoint there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it goes both ways where, like, I think that from watching the tape on these quarterbacks, it's definitely a little weaker. But I think there's just so much posturing right now at the top of the draft because QB is such a huge need. Mm. So I think that's why, I think there's like so many different circumstances that kind of go into
1: it. Yep. All right, uh, get right into the news. Um, Chris Mortensen says the Panthers are taking Bryce Young. Um, Dow's added, uh, Chris Mortensen is an idiot, so <laughs> take that with kind of a grain of salt.
2: It's getting old, it wasn't a step.
1: <laughs> really <Yeah>. it, Dad? <laughs> yeah. And, um, Dow, be- before you got on the Zoom, I um, was telling Deke, Right when that news broke, I went on DK Sportsbook. I'm like, hey, The odds might change soon. I'm gonna hit Bryce Young for ten bucks. He was at minus one twenty-five. After the news broke, he's now at minus one oh five. So it's gotten worse. So <laughs> the world DK Sportsbook knows all right, Chris Morton just sends an idiot.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And well, you know what? I bet you a bunch of people did that. They jumped right in, they started betting it, betting it, and they're like, All right, we gotta we gotta flip yep. this number a little bit. Mm-hmm start moving the lines but yeah it's it's uh i don't know i I would say the guy is definitely connected i mentioned that like right when i hopped on you know he's he's a former nfl player he's connected to the right people he knows nfl teams but he's just wrong a lot i mean all these guys are You, you, you can't be in this industry and put out enough takes as they do and you know every single day a new report breaks without being wrong here and there so um yeah, and then you never know who's on the take from an agent. Is it Bryce Young's agent trying to uh, incentivize teams to make a bigger push for him? Is it somebody else's agent trying to you know change the narrative a different direction? Y- you never know.
2: Yeah, and that's a, that's such a good point. Like, who knows where he got the info from? If he got it from agents, it means nothing. You know, right. if they got it. Exactly. If they got it from. You could talk to your number one connection, and and the Panthers could be anyone that could be you know, someone in the training staff, someone in the scouting department, not, not the GM. Right. And at the end of the day, there's like really only two, three guys that really matter is the GM, the head coach and the, and the owner. So unless you're getting it from one of them, it, I don't really, I don't buy a lot of stock and and these, it's not like, um, you know, the video where the Panthers offensive coordinator was telling CJ Stroud that he can't wait to play golf with them and stuff like it's a little different, you know, <laughs> yeah. that stuff holds more weight to me than uh, Chris Morrison drop.
0: Yeah. I love seeing that. I mean, to me that locked in CJ Stroud as my, as my pick, I was like, okay. I mean, Josh McCown wants to hang out with the guy and play like, right. You know, play around with him that fun. That That's awesome. That's, that's something that like probably wasn't meant to be caught on camera. Um, oh right! Yeah, as yeah. as opposed to these stories where somebody is pushing a narrative, trying to spin something one way or the other, and like you said, there's three guys that know, right? The GM, the head coach, and the owner, and those guys are very notoriously tight lipped. They're not letting something leak. They're not telling Chris Mortensen what they're doing. Right?
1: Yeah, and I'm sure they do like Bryce Young. Like, why wouldn't you? They just might like Stradmore. Like, right? The the report is probably accurate, but just taking it too far. Um, all right, and Colts brought in a ton of guys to see Will Levis at a private workout. Uh, again, they have pick 104, so that could land right where Levis will go.
2: Yeah, I think Ursay likes his lunch pail guys, and Will Levis is a lunch pail guy. Like, I think that's, <laughs> like, if you've watched an interview with him, he's, like, kind of like, you know, a football meathead, like, but loves the game. I think that he... He's the hardest one to evaluate for me, but I think it makes sense for the Colts to bring in a quarterback now. like there's still some bones like on that defense. like the Colts were still somewhat competitive two years ago. like I don't know when they'll be drafting in the top five again.
1: yeah, I mean it's the of course it's still Jonathan Taylor too, so mm-hmm. any young receivers,
2: yeah, yeah I, I mean, have some pieces.
0: Yeah, they've got some pieces. They just need some more. And whether Levis is that guy or not, I think remains to be seen. But if you were like, if you were to say, "Hey, Corey, draw me a picture of Indiana," I would draw <laughs> you a picture of Will Levis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so spot on. I think he'd be. He would take well to the fan base there. I think they would take well to him. Um, he's got the arm to support the guys like Pittman and Pierce, and uh, you know, if you, if he can lean on JT to do a lot of the 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 burden of the work and kind of carry the ball and take the burden off of him. I think that's a good spot for a guy like him to learn and grow in the NFL game. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, but usually when stuff makes sense, it doesn't happen. So we'll see. We'll see what, what comes to fruition on
2: April 27th. If, if they don't take well, I think they have to trade out of that spot. Like yeah, if you're not going to go quarterback. And,
0: you just you, kick you, the can. Right. They don't really need one of these receivers. Uh, I mean, you, I guess you could, you know, stretch it and go for like JSN there or something like that, but they certainly don't need running back. I'd rather see them move down and get two picks in the first round at, or, you know, a, another first later in the round and then a couple seconds and start adding some pieces, whether it's O-line, which they struggled they with last year. Add,
2: yeah.
0: yeah um, and you can trade
2: pieces. Yeah. You can definitely trade down in this draft and get a tackle. The tackles yep. aren't flying mm-hmm. off the board this year because they're kind of all like this is year of. This is a draft of a bunch of useful players without a ton of superstars, like which we haven't seen in a while. So trading down, if you don't, I think every single team inside like the top eight, if they don't draft the quarterback, they're trading down out of that spot.
0: Yeah. And like you said, there's guys like Paris Johnson, who I think some team will be lucky and happy to have. But somebody takes him that doesn't create an instant run on tackles because you just go okay, well Skaronski's there like later on, I'll take him. He's kind of flexible, can play both sides. There's a handful of those guys that all kind of fall in the same tier that should be scattered throughout the first and second rounds.
2: I should I should actually correct my statement there. I think there's one like true All Pro caliber like pretty early, and I think that's Carter. But with his off field stuff, I don't. I don't know what happens there.
0: On the oh but, yeah, on I mean, the uh,
2: the D line. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He I mean he is like if you watch his tape, you're just kinda like, oh my god, he's always going forward. Like <laughs> you can't yeah. stop this guy. And like we've seen we've seen um defensive tackles interior defensive linemen become really valuable in, in our the NFL today. Oh his, um, his
0: uh teammate Jordan Davis from uh just last year, we saw him blowing like absolutely blowing up O linemen um mm-hmm. until he got hurt, but Mm-hmm. you know that's out of his own control that he would be a fantastic comp if he's like hey i can do that uh, any mm-hmm. team would be happy to to take him early but like you said the off field stuff i think is davis some... fell too right last year yeah
2: um slightly but there was Parker, a lot of concerns yep there was so that team man there was so much <laughs> there was so much talent in the first round last year like i i would argue that like almost no one fell because they were right yeah Yep. They all could have gone anywhere from not like one or two was pretty solidified. But which I don't know if I consider Kevon Thibodeau falling, but he technically fell from where he was projected. But yeah, there's a lot of good guys in that draft.
1: Yep. um I was to take the ne- next few.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's just some small points I wanted to touch on really quickly uh, about about people visiting. So we had uh Cameron Latu, or Latu, Bama's all-time receiving touchdown leader for tight ends. He visited San Fran and Dallas. Uh, San Fran's an interesting one, but they always use a couple tight ends and somebody in behind George Kittle, who's oft injured makes sense. And then Dallas with their ongoing negotiating issues with Dalton Schultz. And then whoever's going to be behind him, it would make sense to have a backup contingency. Dalton Schultz plan. Schultz is gone. Well, that's what I meant. Sorry. So they, oh. they lost Dalton Schultz.
1: Yeah. They just, uh, so just they're looking for their Ferguson their next right guy now. But, exactly.
0: Yep. And then who is the guy that you love there forever? Um, Oh, my God.
1: R.I.P. Blake Jarwin?
0: Yes,
2: Blake that's Jarwin. Blake Jarwin. <laughs> Jarwin and Rico
1: gathers before that. I, yes. I just miss on the man.
0: So maybe your next guy can be uh, this fella. You can miss on him. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, then Tyreek says that he's going to retire after the 2025 season when his contract runs out with Miami. Um, I just think that's a little far away to be saying. If he has two great years, why would he retire and pass up that
2: money? let will we'll I mean, see what three happens there. Yeah, to go. He wants to go pro in Fortnite. Yeah. Be a like, professional podcaster. Well, Top Show <laughs> Fantasy
0: does not extend an invitation to Tyreek. <laughs> oh, no, I would take him all day.
1: I will, because if you get into that media, we're in the media. You know? Yeah. yeah You're new I media. Mean, just yeah. He gets away from him. <laughs> I will be notoriously yeah. absent. Like, on that he'll one. be 32, 33 if he retires then. So, I mean, I guess it's around that age. And he might just want to go at high instead of being like, hey, he's a burner. He can't be like a. Like a D hop or you know Bolton yeah. under fits where you know like he's he needs a speed and once you lose that, yeah, um, you're not going to be a
0: five eight like a five eight route running technician. Andre Johnson. Honestly, <laughs> in his career, yeah, yeah. All right, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Jeff Howe reports of the Patriots have legitimate in- interest in Bijan Robinson. Um, I just think every team should have some interest in Bijan Robinson if he falls. So you
2: got to look at him, do your due diligence uh everyone he, kick, i couldn't agree more Corey. everyone should <laughs> kick the tires and watch his tape and just see what he could give bring to your team because he is a is an incredible incredible tape yep i think cool. if yeah. you're
0: looking at him from a fantasy perspective new england might be one that you don't want him to go to just because he's gonna split time with whoever else is there whether that person Ramondre, i believe deserves to split time with whoever they bring in but it's just the way of the Patriots, too. It's always a split. It's always uh, a workload that's spread amongst three or four guys. So fantasy-wise, I'd probably be hoping he goes to somewhere where he has a shot at being a bell cow or a shot at at least being a 70% touch guy um, or, or closing in on it. The Patriots, it's going to be you know, 31, 30, 29. Yeah, just
2: like a consistent team that just doesn't mess with you like the Pats do. It's just like... Right. I as a Pats fan, I hope this does not happen. We have too many other holes on the team. We've left.
0: yeah, like pick right. a, p- it would pick be, a receiver it, at that point or it would be a monstrous waste of the pick, I think, when Ramondre proved that he can do the job just fine. Um James Robinson for what for what it is is a fine running back. We
1: signed him for fucking four million bucks a year. Like we right. can't bring Bijan Like we're paying our third running back four million bucks.
0: Yeah, uh, it, you can't have you can't 15 that. million tied up in
2: the running back position when they all kind of <laughs> suck. <laughs> we, have, we have PTSD from our last first round running back draft of Sonny Michelle. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, Patriots fans don't. are just like don't even make the first round pick. Just trade it, make two second rounders, we'll have better luck there historically. I miss the times where we signed old veterans and revitalized their careers. Those mm-hmm. were those were the good days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, those days—they're—they're they're only like
0: four years ago. It just feels so so long. <laughs> I get so used to success that just the uh, the losing hangs heavy. Yeah. Um, does. moving on, the Chargers and Austin Eckler. This is like a rehash of what I already thought had happened, but I guess they officially announced that Eckler is uh, seeking a trade. They tried to come to some sort of deal, um, or extension, or renegotiation of his contract, and they just couldn't get it done. I was under the impression this already happened, but uh, so, I read it as so if news.
1: It did already happen, but um, they were still trying to work out a deal with him. And right now the Chargers came and said, like, hey, we're having no more extension talks. I like, pretty much play with for us or pound sand." Which I'd be careful with the, if I was the Chargers because if he can't get traded, you're having a guy that's pissed off at you playing for you. And if he plays for you, like he yeah. just cut me that I don't care.
0: And you've seen LA do this with running backs, you know uh, whether Melvin it was Gordon, Melvin yeah. Gordon, Ladanian Tomlinson when he was on his way up, they will move on from you. Michael Turner, like they don't care that you did something for them at, at any time. They've consistently, as an organization, moved on from guys when when it just doesn't make sense. So
1: and it's killed um, them.
0: And it's killed them. <laughs> it, it has. Uh, Eckler is probably the most deserving of a contract uh, renegotiation. As anybody I can remember, you know, back to back RB one seasons in fantasy, which translated to great NFL production. Unfortunately, that's not the way of the NFL. Yeah, just yeah. give him
1: eight, Just give him eight million bucks instead of six. I'm right. sure he wants like ten plus, but he's not getting that with the deals now. The 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 Chargers probably sweet. Like, look at all these these low deals we got yeah. during this offseason. Like, boom, now you're technically well. If I'm him, like, hey, like Alexander Madison's getting paid more than I do. I let mean, match that and you know we'll be good.
0: I think the trick yeah. for him and if I were his agent I'd be pitching him as like a wide receiver more or a, you know a pass catcher more than a running back. I like look at these deals. Like you're telling me Hayden Hurst deserves 7 million a year and I can't get that for uh Austin Eckler. Come on yeah. man, he's going to catch be a tight end. balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just tough. I mean you you played a position that you thought was going to be this electrifying position, make these huge contracts and then by the time you made it to the NFL the big time the The way of the world has just shifted so drastically against your favor that you can't
2: make those huge those huge contracts. You should have played wide receiver, man. Sorry. Top top talent at running back that is like kind of like an Eckler in college will start transitioning to wide receiver. We will see. Yeah,
0: I think you're going to see a lot of that because they're just it makes just sense. Just because like chasing it, the dollar,
1: like we're seeing shit guys getting just a year for ten. Yep. Yeah. Like that. Those like the Zay Joneses and stuff like right. that. Like.
2: Yeah, it just crazy. it makes more sense to play power slot instead of playing yeah. running back if you can catch the ball and run routes like you can.
0: Yeah, uh, you play you play a better paid position with arguably much less wear and tear and risk to your body. 100%. So,
2: yeah. I mean, it's
0: really both upsides. You know, if, if you could get these agents to talk to these guys at a younger age, they'd probably be
2: saying that. Hmm. You don't have to take on blessing linebackers and pass protection. Not right. not too shabby. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. and
1: Eckler too.
0: He he throws his body out there to block
1: oh, yeah. all the time. Right. Like he's oh, one yeah. of the best blocking RBs in the entire league.
0: Yeah. Hey, you're gonna tell me I don't have to stand in front of Aiden Hutchinson running full speed at me. <laughs> Sign me up. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
1: Uh some Patriots news. Yeah. Mac Jones being shot by the Patriots, supposedly. Um Is it real fake? Is it hype? Is it a mix of all all three? I mean, last I heard was Bill is trying to shop him or has tried to shop him. So I don't know what you guys think about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I put in, is it a mix of all three? Because it's probably a mix of all three. You know, is Belichick going to field offers on anybody on his team? Yeah. Like, if if it's worth it, I'll listen to it. You know, the same way we do dynasty or fantasy trades in the offseason. Somebody's like, hey, What would you offer me for such and such? It's like, well, bring me a deal. I'll I'll look at it. You know, I'm never going to turn it down just without seeing it, even if I think it might be garbage. Mm -hmm. Now, Bill
2: Bill O'Brien wouldn't have come here not knowing who his quarterback was going to be, I don't think. Like, and I think the fact that they have history means that I think of, it's probably like, I mean, Dowser, you're right, it's always more than just, like, one person to blame. It's always, like, this mix of, like, a bunch of different things. He's definitely picking up. Someone calls him about a player. He's picking up the phone and seeing what he can get out of them. They're all commodities to, to this Patriots team. But I think, like, like this is so much more. I think we get this way more in New England because we have the sports hub and EAI that have to fill time in NFL, obviously. <laughs> right 100%. i was having two dedicated sports local channels i don't think is ever good for sports rumors yeah and you don't get, know, like, you don't get that in jacksonville you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yeah and, and everybody was saying like oh uh tommy curran reported that belichick was super upset that mac jones went outside the organization to get help Blah 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 it's like okay he, these are grown men. Like Belichick's not sitting there crying in his office because Mac Jones talked to somebody else.
2: Mm.
0: Like I, I think we need to reevaluate how this, uh, you know, seventy-year-old man approaches his day-to-day work life. And I don't think it's as <laughs> dramatic as it's painted out as. So, um, I just think there's, there's, you know, there's probably a glimmer of truth to all of it, but whether it matters, and I think you made the best point. Bill O'Brien is not leaving a very comfortable situation to then be thrown into a question mark of who he's going to be coaching at quarterback. So yeah. he probably talked to Bill Belichick and said, "Yeah, I'm happy to coach Mac if as long as Mac's here I'm ready to work with him." So yeah. Bill's not going around saying, "Hey, let's shop him." Unless he's having a side conversation that's, "We're going to bring in Lamar Jackson. We're going to bring in this guy that we know enough about that you're comfortable taking him on." He's go, "Okay, yeah, I'll give you my sign off."
2: The Pats, I think the Pats have like one of the least chances of signing Lamar Jackson from a QB needy team mostly just because Bob Kraft takes his role as a leader in the owner group very, very seriously, and I don't think like he's very much in the boat of owners stick together than yeah. being cutthroat to win. Like the past one without paying their players for years, like that's all positive to ownership. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Sorry, a, side side note,
0: but no, it's important. I mean. A lot of people don't even think of it from that perspective, but if there is this ownership conversation going on, we're like, Hey, we're not going to undercut the Ravens crafts, probably very involved. If not, you know, the one leading
2: the charge. Right. And in like back to the Mac Jones thing, like seemed like Mac Jones was very much a Bob Kraft guy. Those yeah. guys very yeah. rarely move until those players decide that they're ready to. And that's exactly what happened. for yeah. It was Bob Kraft wanted him back. Brady was ready to leave, and it was just untenable at the time. Yep. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, they
0: made an offer to Odell Beckham. No word on if he's going to accept it or not, but the offer's out there.
1: I've heard so many, so many teams have made offers. Like, mm-hmm. I want, I want to know what it is. Like, if it was a legit offer, we would know the terms, right? Like, it would have came out. I think.
2: I don't know. I think the only time that we would really see it come out is if he was trying to push the dollar value up. So maybe the money's just right. Like that he doesn't need a shopped offers because they're coming in at a pretty lucrative mm-hmm. level that he's willing to accept. Yeah. <laughs> he's not like he's actually, I would have been wildly surprised at how hot the market for Odell has been all off season. It's seemingly either his agent is unbelievable at creating news out of nothing, or all of these teams want this dude. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think a lot of teams can use him if he's healthy, right? Like that thing—that's just the biggest if going. If, if his knee is still uh, hampering him, then he has no value, like at all. If he's fine, at sure, all. bring him on. Yeah. Like, and I just don't think anybody knows. Nobody's seen him on the field. We're not getting a physical report from anyone. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's just not enough information for me to tell you if he's going to contribute or not. And maybe that's part of the reason we don't we don't see him taking a deal maybe he knows he needs a little bit more time before he can go do a physical before he can go you know work out for a team i'm i'm completely spitballing here but uh he did his private workout a couple weeks ago
2: yeah and a lot of teams went to it well i think also is it not surprising that the ravens are the team that came out and publicly said that they offered it's it's so easy the most logical team to be like hey what Hey, Lamar! Look at what we're doing. You see this? Right. <laughs> yep. You see this shit, man? It's so <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> and then Odell's like, "Hey, I'll sign, but get Lamar there." So it's like, "Damn!" Yeah. It. They to go back yeah. and forth now with both of them. Shit. That's 22
2: Neither <laughs> <Yeah. does> the <laughs> other Let's fuck
0: ourselves. <laughs> like, who is going to sign first? We need one of you to get the other one. Yeah. Uh, the Saints hosted Hendon Hooker. Want to toss that in there because Hendon Hooker is coming off a
2: pretty diesel injury. I think
0: it was. I don't know if it was an ACL. ACL. Or, yeah. yeah, it was ACL. And it but was he, was a
2: Heisman, he was a Heisman hopeful at the time. I'm hearing a lot of like everything that I'm seeing from like listening to other podcasts and and reading news and you know I'm I'm not on, I'm not on the tweeter so I don't get those but H- 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 Hendon Hooker is looking like a surefire first round pick. Like I think yeah. it will be very surprising if he doesn't go in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was originally like a four quarterback
0: race here, and he's like, I don't say he's in that race with the four of them for a top spot, but it seems that the consensus is that he goes first round, which is good. I
2: mean, he he was a solid quarterback for Tennessee, so there's no reason that he shouldn't. But these, when like, there's teams like, um, the Texans who have two first round picks. There's I forget, it, one of the other teams like the Lions have two first round picks that kind of could be a sneaky one, a long-term vision at quarterback team. So like the teams with two first round picks, like if you're the Texans, if you don't love any of the guys in the top four, why not just take the best defensive player and move around with your second first round pick to get hooker if you like him. Yeah. Right. So I think that because there's a, there's like four teams or three teams with two first round picks too. It gives a really weird dynamic to this year's draft because some of those teams are like good. Like, yeah. Seattle. <laughs> Seattle, but yeah. Seattle Se- Seattle's another really interesting team with two first round picks that like if they liked Hooker, they could take him with their second first round pick and still draft the top town or trade back and get more draft capital for next year. Yeah. Like, the Lions too,
0: you mentioned, I mean, them laying the groundwork for the Jared Goff eventual exit would make tons of sense. And he could easily slot in as, as a guy that could fill that role. Mm-hmm. Uh um, Five quarterbacks
1: are gonna go in the first round. <laughs> yeah. That'd be that'd be something else. Probably five in the first t- twenty picks.
2: Yeah. I would I would say probably at least the top twenty five. I don't think he'll get past twenty five. Mm-hmm. It gets a lot easier to trade into those first round picks past twenty.
1: Yep, true.
2: Into the fifteens is a little bit more expensive, but past twenty it's like not not that crazy.
1: Um, all right. Uh, some teams saying Hopkins may outright be released. Um, it's probably why it's been delaying the deal. I don't know if it's the team fucking themselves over, saying no to all these trade offers when at at the end of the day they're going to get nothing Formerly They probably could have got at least like a third. Um, yeah, at least a third, I would say. I mean, we said it, if I would trade a second for the guy, hands down. But again, like, right it, now. If you're getting a third, take it. Now you you have to cut him and you get nothing for this guy. You'd like Imagine just losing
2: Hopkins and getting not even like a dollar back. Like Just like the Texans did would be nuts to happen twice. Right? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> hey, take David Johnson and his $14 million contract. Yeah, yeah
0: I mean, nice. and they've, they've just completely ham- <laughs> hamstrung themselves through the entire process by trying to over-ask for his value. And even a report I saw – I, I shouldn't say it was a report. I'm pretty sure it was like a tweet. But it said the uh, the Chiefs are willing to take him on for almost nothing, but they would need him to take like a juju-level salary for the, for this coming season, uh, which is not a lot for, for Hopkins. And then the flip side is the Patriots are in on him only if they can get him for next to nothing, and they still no, need to rework that. his contract. So right. it's like – I mean, you guys are just absolutely – Bungling this deal, uh, as far as the Card- Cardinals are concerned, and if you lose all of your leverage, why would any team deal with you? Why would any team in the NFL offer you a seventh round pick when you they know you have to cut them or that you're going to cut them? It just, yeah, you know, it's it's a, just an absolute mishandling of the situation by the an, or, or an organization like the Cardinals. Not to mention that their president slash owner is under investigation for like a million different crimes currently. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: So he's probably got bigger fish to fry. I was just gonna say I don't know the last time we've seen and like it's kind of hard to be in the same week as the Washington Commanders and have the statement said <laughs> that a team was so mismanaged in a 12-month period like I don't know of another <laughs> or yeah. sports all sports franchises for that matter that has been so poorly managed as this Cardinals team they were like Super Bowl contenders two years ago, they re-signed their coach and GM and ended up firing both of them and resigned their quarterback for this weird deal. It was like, now their owner is going to end up forcing another sale. Like, yikes. Jesus. The way I
0: saw it phrase was like, you're under investigation for cheating in a season where you finished 3-13. and <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so funny. And now they're just blowing it up. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm sitting here as a James
2: Conner owner, like what do I do? <laughs> they should really just start really releasing a lot of those aging veterans. Like, yeah, they need to like
0: just get rid of them, start fresh. If you again, start if you could rookies. get a third round pick for James Conner, a
2: fourth round pick, you just do it. Just take yeah, it. fifth, sixth round pick for James Conner. I don't honestly yeah. at this point, I wouldn't care. I think that is weird in the NFL. We don't see more deals where teams can take on money from contracts. I don't know why we don't see that. But like if like if the like perfect scenario would be like if like we kind of do in, in Red Dogs, like why couldn't the Cardinals pick we'll pay a salary, just give it a second round pick? Right. hundred percent. Oh hey, we can eat it this year, no big deal. Make it it's easier. Zero trade. on your mm-hmm. books. Yeah, like do that tomorrow, NFL. Like, I, I really don't get it.
1: Yeah, you'll see a lot more player movement than just cutting guys because you can't trade them.
2: Yeah, and we'll see better, um, you know, trade deadlines, too. We had a yeah. good trade deadline this year, but it's almost always been. Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, every other league does it. The NBA, you see it all the time. I think uh, the
2: contracts are just too weird in the NFL. There's too much crazy shit in them.
1: So much yeah. incentives. and
0: Well, yeah, yeah, there's separation of incentives and yeah, bonuses MVP. versus salary, like... Right. And then, you know, you have baseball contracts, which you always see money as held. You see money just straight up traded like, oh, cash considerations for player. But (laughs) that's just those are all different because they're all fully guaranteed the entire league. So. Yep. Uh,
1: Moving on. Devin Cook has successful um, follow up surgery for his shoulder.
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah, he did. He heard that one a few times this year.
0: Yeah, he said uh, that he'd been dealing with it for years now, and um, he finally decided to have the surgery, and apparently it went successfully. So it's good. Um, he's on pace to play, and you know, on time, show up to camp, and the whole nine. So best case scenario there, especially with shoulder surgeries, which are notoriously uh, finicky and have a very low success rate. So glad to see it clear up, and uh, hopefully you see him at, at
2: full speed on the field, and there's there's no issues going forward. Yeah, I mean, you don't slow down because of a shoulder. It just definitely hurts like the between the tackle stuff when it's hurt. So, if it's a successful surgery, I think like Devlin Cook has just been really good for every game that he's played in the NFL. Like, I think he has a few more years left. So, like, Minnesota, another sneaky quarterback team for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kirk Cousins got to be what, like mid 30s by this point? They just keep giving him guaranteed money for like one year just because yeah. like they're like, oh, we'll figure it out next year. And then yeah, it. <laughs>
1: his entire career has been that. No I'll like, oh,
2: we'll take a quarterback in the draft and Then they get to the draft. Like, oh, we got Kirk Cousins
1: He's yeah. good, dude. N- next year. Don't worry about it.
2: There has never been a player that's made as much money as oh. Kirk Cousins that has had such little people believe in him. Long term, ever in the NFL <laughs> history, it's so yeah. unbelievable.
0: Those years in it's Washington like, where he just kept getting tagged for just two years. I like, am laughing. On, let's go. Double,
2: yeah. double franchise tag, back to back years. That is so unbelievable, especially at quarterback because the dollar value is so astronomical. Yeah. So like, like, was he the, the first kind of quarterback to make $40 million a year? Like, Ab- he has absolutely, to be. Absolutely. And it was 100% guaranteed because it was a franchise tag. And like, just have been really, really funny year for, or funny career on, on the contract side for Kirk. But he's made hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, oh he's, yeah, he's raped it. Where right you now gotta, he's, like,
1: like, he's like, I got a good team, and he's like, I'm he's not winning, but he's like, I don't have to. I'm set for life, man. Like,
2: <laughs> it's like gosh darn, they won't give me a multi year deal. Darn it.
0: <laughs> darn dang it. They're only giving me forty eight million guarantee this year. Oh. Like you got, uh, you gotta imagine Pat Mahomes signs his deal, and he's like, yeah, like forty million a year. Great. And they're like, your cousins did it. <laughs> he's like shit I need 50 <laughs> <laughs> oh god friggin Kirk Cousins <laughs> alright you guys want to move on to our first non news segment our yeah total sure segment.
1: I'd, I'd love to do you want to do the mock do, do you want to talk about QBs first
0: yeah, yeah let's talk about some QBs and then we'll get into a mock type all right. of situation
1: alright Daz take it away
0: yeah uh, alright so we talked about him a little bit. The top quarterbacks in this draft, uh, I got them all right in front of me. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and Hendon Hooker. And the, the news obviously breaking that Bryce Young may be going to the Panthers. I'm personally still of the belief that C.J. Stroud will be the Panthers uh, pick at number one. I just think he gives you a little bit more um, durability and a little bit more traditional quarterback size than than does Bryce Young. I don't know if you
2: guys are sick of
0: hearing me say that, but you probably are. <laughs> Uh, it.
2: I think um I think with CJ Stroud too, one thing that kind of was striking was like even watching the Jackson's uh Smith and Jigba tape is like balls in the right place every goddamn time. The dude is just insanely accurate with his throws. Like at every level, like he puts the ball where it needs to be. He gets like he doesn't have to get to his second and third read all the time. But it, like I was I texted Scott this earlier this week, is like I went back and just watched the Georgia tape, and it is a perfect quarterback game by CJ Stratford. Go back and watch that game against Georgia. He moves around the pocket well. He sticks in the pocket when he needs to and delivers. He can throw on the run. He has like a beautiful like 20-yard, 20 25-yard pass on the run on a deep over. That is just gorgeous. Like I don't know. I think I didn't understand why CJ Stratford didn't wasn't getting a lot of hype at the beginning like during college season like for being the first quarterback off the board. But if you go and watch the tape, I mean, I haven't seen a quarterback come up this accurate in a long time, I don't think. Again, he like, I mean, accuracy, like, not even just, like, hitting the guys in stride. I mean, ball placement to protect his wide receivers, ball placement to protect the football from interceptions. Like, he throws the dig routes on time. He, like, the button hooks he puts, like, to the outside so the guys can turn and run. Like, he does those little things that are really important at quarterback. Yeah, and if you take that and, and
0: scale it to an NFL type offense where you have a lot of guys that can take a ball and make it a touchdown on any well thrown and well placed ball, I think you see just tons and tons of upside versus Bryce Young, who I think has similar, you know, arm talent and, and ability, but just lacks a little bit of size. I mean, it, I I'm gonna beat this horse to death here, but like <laughs> the number of quarterbacks we see at traditional six foot, six two plus in the NFL succeed is just so much higher than the guys that we see at sub six feet. And yep. there's there's no way that you can spin that any other way. Yes. Have there been a couple guys like Drew Brees who had fantastic Hall of Fame careers at sub-six feet? Sure. But the number the like the percentages don't play to your favor. You have guys like Kyler Murray who come out and have fantastic, you know, uh flashes of brilliance and then break down mid-season or take a knock and just can't can't finish off a campaign. If you can't finish a full season in the NFL, at quarterback, your value is entirely irrelevant to me. You're cool, you can have the best eight to ten games of the season. Shit, you could be twelve and zero. Then you get hurt. Okay, your team made the playoffs set, but you didn't do anything to help them because you couldn't come back and, and finish it off. So, I just it sounds like Lamar Jackson to me. I mean, honestly, he's been getting knocked up. He's he's another one in, in that same thing. Uh, he's like a he's on a height issue. He's a durability and stylistic issue that gets hurt through his own recklessness and. I think he could uh, take a little bit of coaching from RG three and maybe learn how to protect himself before he ends up mm-hmm. just like him. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Young again, you, I mean, you, if he wants to use his legs and get outside the pocket and take some sort of hit from six foot seven Aiden Hutchinson at two hundred and sixty five pounds, uh, just the physics of the of the
2: collision, I don't want to even think about how that feels. And he doesn't have the speed or like kind of the, but he's shifty, but he's not fast and doesn't have like suddenness so that way he can't just like outrun a dn at nfl level some of those guys will catch him right. right so so that does worry me about Bryce young when you go back and watch his college tape or anyone that likes quarterback tape watch his feet He's one of the coolest calmest pocket passers i've seen in a long time like he does not get jittery he's so confident back there But he also throws like from his tiptoes kind of a lot because he's really small. So, I mean, I don't know. I just couldn't. I, if I was running an NFL team, I'd be out fully. Like there's some things you can't teach. You can't teach size and you can't teach speed. Yeah. But if you I think, can take Josh Allen, you can teach him how to throw a football a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I, I was just gonna say
0: about the teaching him to throw a football, Anthony Richardson. If his if his one knock is that he's, you know, not so accurate, his numbers aren't quite there, maybe he needs a little bit of coaching up and, so, and some and some work on his throwing of the ball, great. We can do that at an NFL level. We have coaches for that. We have people who can work you through your throwing motion. We have a, a million different people who can do this and help you out. I can't teach Bryce Young how to run faster and be more sudden and be, be shiftier. Anthony Richardson on the other hand, he just does that naturally, inherently. Plus, he's 6'4" 225. You yeah. know, isn't he 244? 244, like I said. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like I said, 20, 20,
1: 19 pounds more. I mean, he's built he's built great.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, built different, man. It's <laughs> it's he's, one of those cliche yeah,
1: childish terms but 40 he's pounds built heavier than bryce young sure he's five inches taller than him but
2: but like and then with anthony richardson too like one thing that's really important in like in every sport is just reps like i just i had to look it up but yeah 215 career college completions he has just about 400 career college attempts of at throwing the football. Like, you can probably add some fluff in there for uh, dropbacks that turned into scrambles, right? So, I mean, he's he's dropped back more than that. But he really didn't play a lot of quarterback ever in his life. So, you would expect him to be a little raw. But the things that you can't teach that he does is, like, outside of the fiscal, like, actual running stuff, the passing. I haven't seen someone throw a football as hard as he has coming out of college, maybe since Vic, like, I mean, I think the dude could literally throw a football through the wall. Like it comes off his hand in a tight spiral very fast. Now, if you just kind of hone that, right, and take some off of it a little bit and get him to, you know, be in an actual NFL system where there's real adults teaching him how to play quarterback, like the sky is the limit. So I could see, I certainly could see Richardson going 1-1 overall. To, um Carolina. And I think one thing that we don't talk about with Lamar is that he sat for the most of his rookie season. And I think you should do that with Richardson too. Because he hasn't played enough quarterback. And when Lamar came out, he was not just like he was like the best player in college at the time he came out. That's not where Richardson is either though. Right. right. So like I think having him wait like if you could get him to sit like almost a full year, I think it would be really beneficial.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, if he only has 400 ish career pass attempts, I mean, that's like a, that's like a season's worth of work for an NFL starting quarterback, you know? So if he's going to double his entire career output in one year, I think that's asking a lot uh, right off the bat. So if you could get him to get some of those NFL practice reps, he probably benefits massively
2: from that. Yeah. For comparison, Bryce young, started two seasons at Bama and he has 950 (laughs) attempts, right? So that's, that's how little Anthony Richardson has played football or I should say how little he's played quarterback in his life. He may, I don't know if he played it in high school or not, but in high school he was probably literally taking the football and running for a touchdown nearly every play. So Yeah. Nobody was going (laughs) to stop him in high school.
0: And then I want to like riff on for a second, you know, you mentioned his, his arm strength and how hard he throws a football. That could very easily play into his lower completion percentage too. You've got college kids that aren't necessarily known for their hand strength and you know catchability, uh, ball Absolutely. catching ability. Yeah. Take it to an NFL team. These guys don't drop the ball all that often. So um I because
2: mean, you know, they don't catch like to see ball
0: that
1: with your chest. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Try to do one of these.
1: Yeah, you catch your oh. chest, the things bounce off the entire time.
2: You go back and watch Florida, if you go back and watch Anthony Richardson's tape, one thing that you notice pretty much immediately is like, this offense is like a goddamn mess. Like, nothing makes sense. The play calls don't make sense. Like, there's no rhythm or progressions that they go through a lot. And then it's just like, there's a reason why we don't have a wide receiver that we're talking about high in the draft before this year. They were bad. Like, dude, they were bad. Like. They didn't run clean routes. They would stop routes. They drop balls. Like, yeah. So I just I think if you are if you're a coach that believes in your ability to get the best out of your players, you're taking him one more. I think you could probably say the same thing about Will Lovis, too, because he does a lot of the same stuff, but just not. He's like Anthony Richardson light. That's probably a little bit better pocket passer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Anthony Light. He's also ripped. Have you seen him without his shirt on? The guy is yeah. jacked. He's big. He's like, <laughs> who's the head.
2: uh, he should, who was the... he should play for the Lions so him and Dan Campbell can have a sitcom together. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> who's bigger? Who's the
1: guy? It's the, not uh, a porno. It's like yeah.
0: a, it's an
2: NFL thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who's the guy that the was drafted <laughs> that was also like ripped, like Brady something, Brady Quinn?
2: Oh, I don't remember Brady Quinn being ripped. From- <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm mixing them up. With yeah, them. I don't like think so. so. I'll, hold on, I'll check was my Google image d- search d- history. So, of course, let me check, think- my, uh, my, check my save photos, my phone real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, my spank, bang
1: bang. I, I picture Brady Quinn is just a guy like us, like that's I'm I I pretty sure Brady
2: he's in. Wonder Bread Milk Toast. That's who Brady Quinn is. That's what that's the picture I have in my head. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. like
1: the most, the most average white looking guy I've ever seen is Brady Quinn. Yeah, but he Brady does, Brady
2: does have, have the whitest name of all time, Brady Quinn. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if he didn't, he probably his backup school was probably BYU, <laughs> guys. All right, he's he's jacked, okay. Is that that pretty, just looks like that's in every NFL player. He just has yeah. low body fat. He's not it's even
1: just fat. because Mac Jones was a little chunky coming in. Like yeah. that, I was saying, that's for,
2: for a quarterback, the guy looks good, all right? Yeah, yeah, look at those. Those are safe photos for all the listeners out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I definitely, this on I definitely YouTube now. I definitely <laughs> didn't Google Brady Quinn jacked, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Here, you got to delete that. Do that on safe search. <laughs>
1: Here, it's not, it's, not, it's not what you think.
0: <laughs> who's this guy stop you know this guy i do and i don't i do and i don't
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> good stuff all
1: right all right uh, um anything else
0: about the qbs no I we talked we'll about Henry hooker a bit yeah. i think so probably pretty good
2: we'll get all five in the first round this year it'll be interesting to see how many go inside the top 10 um you never really know until the draft starts but yeah i mean the court the nfl needs a blast of quarterback talent like a lot of it like so hopefully some of these guys pan out year one
1: agreed agreed all right um into our next segment um running backs wide receivers tight ends we might not get to a lot of tight ends if any but we're doing a um first round rookie mock draft uh, 12 team one qb league
2: I i think we'll get to two tight ends
1: okay all right and if not, we, we can go through these guys afterwards too. So, yeah. Um, Dirk has first pick because he's picking first in our dynasty league. Dallas is second, just because uh, I have third because I have third in that league. Dallas has no picks in our league. Um, would you say uh, and no you would, picks, and you, no talent?
0: <laughs> yeah, and you would think because I had no picks, I sold out for talent or something. No, I just don't have any picks. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah,
1: Rob, Rob, yeah, Robbie Anderson and Will Fuller. That's about
0: it. Well, I've chosen Anderson. Chosen, Ch- chosen. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Call um, him by his chosen name. You did choose him.
2: <laughs> I think I think uh this year's one-one is pretty bulletproof. Even if he gets drafted by the Patriots, which I hope that he doesn't. But um I, it's B. Sean Robinson. Watching his tape, I think there's a few other guys' tape that really comes to mind that I've really loved. And like I think you compare him to the Zeke's in to the Saquon's of the world. I think he's a little bit closer to what Zeke did than what Saquon did because he's more, Saquon was more like kind of a home run hitting back, where Zeke was more, I can hit home runs, but I hit a lot of doubles and singles too. And that's kind of what Bijan gives you. Like he, um, his contact balance is really good. His vision's good. He can catch the football. He can play all three downs. His pass blocking's good enough. He probably never really had to work on it. I hope, like if a team like Seattle drafts him, they like force him into it because he'll be very good at it too. There's not anything this guy can't do on a football field. I think you could see him line up. Um, like if he goes to a more creative team, you could see him line up at slot every once in a while. I don't know if they would motion him back in, but um, yeah, I, it's foolproof. Just go, just just go look at look at it. His highlights are insane, but if you go and you watch just a game tape, you're like. Oh, yeah, you could run a whole offense around this guy. So, I mean, if the running back position wasn't downgraded, he'd be a surefire top 10 pick. Uh, He's probably clearly the most talented player in um, the draft, I think. Like, it's him or Jalen Carter. But, yeah, they can't say enough about him. He's awesome. Yeah, if
1: you... one on one, just don't
2: overthink it. Don't just, think it, just yeah. take Bijan. It it. These no, guys
0: don't come around too often.
2: There's no generational wire receiver talent to take. So
0: I didn't expect the sleeper to make a sweet noise when I made my pick. Um, kind of startled me there. But my pick, given the information that we have currently available to us, I'm going Jackson Smith in Jigba. Um, I think you gotta just go talent on this one if you want to remove landing spot. From the equation which is what I'm attempting To do right now um, I think you could Make a case for a few other guys if they landed in Better more favorable situations but All things being equal JSN Is the best talent on the board after Bijan Robinson and I don't think it's really particularly Close at least at the wide receiver position um, You could argue you know kind of The apples oranges argument from wide Receiver to running back depending on your own personal Team composition uh, depending On what you need personally but again uh, JSN Day one starter, probably a top wide receiver on a lot of teams, definitely a two on every team in the NFL. And if he ends up where he's the three, he went to the Bengals, which is just I'll take that anyways.
2: Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I have JSN as my second in all of my rankings. Uh, um why well, I told Scotty this uh yesterday. But if you go and watch his tape, like even the times where he doesn't get the football, the motherfucker's open. Like, he just, he's smart, too. He can read zones really well. He slows down when he needs to. He just, like, he can do everything. He probably will be more isolated to slot. He didn't play outside. Maybe he comes to the NFL, and we're like, oh, we just didn't know he could do that. But he's not overly fast, but he's smooth, like, more like a DeAndre Hopkins-type wide receiver. That's kind of why I see him, except for he plays. Or, like, I do – also see shades of, like, shades of, like, um, of, like, C.D. Wham where he's just, like, always open. That was the thing that stuck out with C.D. Wham's tape to me was, like, the, no one can touch this guy. Like, he just beats everyone. Yeah, I, I mean, I think,
0: like you said, he might be more used to playing in the slot, but he's also played with, like, some stud-talented outside wide receivers. Maybe right. he's just capable of it and he's just not – Maybe they're not suited to play the slot. So he's like, I'll just do it, dude. I'll, I'll play slot. I don't I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> do it all. Right. Yeah, you know, you, you never really know until they ask him to do a ton of stuff outside, but I don't see a reason he'd have an issue. I think we talked about his speed before um on, on one of the previous podcasts. Yeah, he ran a four five. Okay. If his four five in with. shorts goes to a four five in pads, he's probably still one of the fastest guys on the field at any time. Some of these guys run a four three in shorts, put pads on and run a four six. So right you know yep. uh, it's hard to say honestly they should be running the 40 in full pads like they maybe that would give us a better indicator of what they're going to do in the on the NFL field but yeah they probably should choose a choose a better like yardage than just 40 yards which is so arbitrary like
2: it's
0: so yeah. stupid <laughs> but. right how often do you run 40 yards you run like 20 yards and then you got to also go like side to side and run a route <laughs> or you're running like 80 yards and if you gas yeah. out then it doesn't really matter right
1: well the 40 was always built for um putting trick Returners back in the day, and then it it just became a thing. Like people people wanted to see who can I draft to be a returner on special teams, and then it became a thing that RB said it. Everyone does it, and I don't think again I don't read into it too much because again it was made for guys that aren't playing offense or playing special special teams anyway. So yeah, yep. Um, JSN I would have loved it three. But um, at this point, of course, it's very tough. I think those two are pretty easy. I think they get next guy is easy too. But it co- of course, it depends with landing spots. So I'm just gonna go with Gibbs at three. Um, oh, and uh, the rookie, the sleeper picked everyone else. All right, I'll change that. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck me. Okay. All right. Um. All right. So Gibbs at three. Um. I just think if you could get Gibbs or JSN two or three, it's a good bet. I'd rather JSN at three if you can fall there, especially in our league where it's a $5 difference from pick two to three for three years. I think that's huge. But, um, I mean, he's a pass catching back. Ran a pretty good 40 again. I don't like 40s, but he,
2: <laughs> the boy's fast. Okay. He's fast. He's fast. I he's mean, fast. He shot out. He shot out. Yeah. Gun when I mean,
1: it. It, he's he's a better man's game well i hope um and it, it, it if he fits with the right team it makes sense like if he goes to i don't know arizona chargers, chargers
2: well if he goes to chargers eckler there be be nice um i think it's the easiest fit i have in my mind is the chargers and take that whole same exact role yep
1: yeah yeah i think that'd be perfect so again again Lennox boss is going to be huge, but I think at this point, Gibbs, I think he's just a safer pick at this point.
2: Yeah. I I think when you watch Gibbs, he, the idea or like the concept of suddenness is like, that's what he is. He's just lightning, but he doesn't, he's not bad through the tackles. I think a really, I mean, the easy comparisons out with Marga. I think from, I can remember back to scouting Alvin Camaro out of college. He didn't also play at like Bama. He played at a smaller school. So it was a little bit harder, but I would say that Gibbs' tape was better from my memory. Like I just like a lot of what he does with the football a little bit better from a running back standpoint. So I think he's, I think Gibbs is clearly the second back in the draft. I think there's one deeper guy that I really like too. But I mean, I think there's a, there's a big drop off after Gibbs to the third kind of tier because I think Bijan's a tier of his own Gibbs is a tier of its own. And then, then it gets muddier inside that third tier. Yep.
1: I agree. Well, Derek, you're up if you want to get your uh, RB sleeper.
2: No, so not yet. So I can wait on him. So my, um, it won't let me pick, uh, in the app, but
0: my, yeah, uh, my,
2: I picked know, Zay, but... Zay Flowers, the wide receiver out of BC. Um, I liked his wide receiver tape better than all of the other tape except for JSN. Uh, Zay Flowers, another white tape that you watch that you're like, this offense was kind of a mess. The quarterback is really bad. Really bad. Who was it? Doug Zay- Flutie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have like that same Pierre guy at one point. That's like what I remember from like the early 2000s. But – um. Zay Flowers bails his quarterback out so often on tape. Like, his ability to go and get the football, get open, um, tracking the football down on deep balls, like, is... I think he does it pretty elite. Like, he just, like, has the ability to stop. um, There's a tape against Notre Dame where it's a deep ball that's so underthrown. It's a wide-open touchdown. It's underthrown by, like, 10 yards. He stops, (laughs) like, slows his throat, catches the football, makes two guys miss and scores anyways. Like I just think that he can stretch the field for you, but also be a really good intermediate route runner. So I think I think he's clearly my wide receiver too. Normally I like guys like Quentin Johnston, the big body wide receivers, the more X style wide receivers, but he just I I don't know, say flowers really popped up today for me. I think um a really good comparison was um, last year, the Alabama wide receiver, Jameson Williams. I think his tape is very similar. I mean, Jameson's obviously a little bit faster than Zay Flowers, but I think they can do a lot of the same stuff.
0: Did you see he got off the plane
2: and hung out with Bill O'Brien all day to learn, uh, to learn the Patriots offense? Well, so the other side note on Zay Flowers is that he played the Shrine Bowl this year instead of the Senior Bowl. One, he went back to... BC for his senior bowl, but he played the Shrine Bowl instead of the Senior Bowl, where the Pats were the coaches. So Belichick coached in, in the Shrine Bowl, um, but he was offered the Senior Bowl, but he rejected it because he had already committed to the Shrine Bowl previously. Because like I guess like he's like a huge character guy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I was gonna say that's a classy move, right? And going back to BC for a senior year, he did it because like he wanted to get his degree. Like I think he has a really good head on shoulders too, which is like. Those are the few things you don't know. When we go and draft these rookies, we can watch all the tape we want, but we don't get to talk to these guys. We don't know what yeah what what they're actually about. Yeah, know like you could have just Belichick out of him if you wanted to,
1: right? Like, yes, yes. yes,
0: yeah, wouldn't get a better draft stock, but yeah, and you've Dane seen for Belichick Bradford, draft, for, draft for intelligence tons of times, like right. Gerard Mayo, Devin McCordy, guys that just a good thinking, smart guys that can do a lot of good stuff for you. If that was a guy on offense, right. Mac Jones, same kind of concept. You know, I I think it's a a perfect fit for, for them, but I mean, for your fantasy team, I I think he's a perfect fit as well. You don't have to talk to these guys, for your fantasy team, but he's going to show up and put the work in. Yep. All right. My pick. Let me scroll down here a bit. Um, I am going with another running back. Just because I like this guy a lot. I can't pick him. I'm taking Zach Charbonnet, Carbonet, Charbonnet. Um, yeah. Mostly because of the research that we did in the offseason, or that I should say that Craig did in the offseason uh, with his athletic score and production score. He has a 99 production score, which is kind of charting off the you know, off the map here, and uh, a total athletic score that ranks as a B. He's 6'1", 214. He put up uh, 18 bench reps at 225, rocked a 37-inch vert, and a 4'5", 340, which is a little bit slower than you'd like. But at 6'1", 2'14", I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that four five three is not so bad. Um, also, I don't need him at full speed sprinting for 40 yards. I need him getting through the tackles, making the right read. And he tended to do that a lot at UCLA. I think he reads the field real well. I think he has great vision. Um, and I think that's kind of evidenced by his 195 attempts for 1,359 yards, which is seven yards per attempt. Um, he also you know, caught the ball a little bit. 37 catches is, is nothing to... To you know, uh, stick up your nose at or stick your nose up at. So thirty-seven can so for probably, probably top to twenty-one yards, top five in the, in the league. Yeah. So yeah. if he can come in and not only be a six-one-two-fourteen kind of pounder of the ball, and you know make sure he takes care of it, no fumbles and whatnot, and then mix in a little bit of the yeah, I can also catch it and make some stuff happen. I think no matter where he goes, he he can uh, provide tremendous value. So he's a guy that I would take earlier than probably a lot of these. Other wide receivers that I have a lot of questions on. There's one other wide receiver that I, I was uh, kind of hemming and hawing about taking at this spot, but I don't want to say him
2: yet. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it whenever you guys take him. Uh, Zeke Brianna, 447. I knew it was right around there. Um, Perfect. Perfect. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Um, I think Charbonnet runs a little too upright, but I said the same thing about Jonathan Taylor, it was dead wrong. So. Yeah. Hey and, and if so it's he's either Murray. Yeah, it's, like one
1: <laughs> it's, it's one of the two.
0: <laughs> if it's as simple as that though, and he walks into an NFL training camp and they go, Hey buddy, you're running a little upright, that's a quick fix. Yeah. Nice and easy. You know who runs really upright and it freaks me out? Kenneth
2: Walker. I don't even know mm. if he's running upright. He just runs weird. Dude, no, he does run upright. It's like, yeah, his head's pointing straight north. It's like so it's so upright, but so fast
0: at the same time. It's like you aren't supposed to work like this. You're supposed to be slower right. when you run like dude, you're on the goal line.
1: Just don't run upright. Just get down.
0: <laughs> nope. Got it. That was always Latavius
1: that year a like, you Just get put your fucking head down, man. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Really. If he has the upside <laughs> of
0: if he has the upside of a Latavius Murray, I mean, I know that he didn't really catch on until like later in his career. He was a backup for a long time in Oakland and Various other spots, but I'd be very thrilled if uh, Charbonnet ends up anywhere near Latavius Murray's production longevity, yeah, yeah, overall. That's... Hopefully, he does it earlier in his career,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, all right, my pick I am going with <sighs> Quentin Johnson. Ooh! Did, did it make a noise for you too? Nice, yeah, it's like a little bloop. Nice. Um, I mean, again, like I, I'd rather early picks in this draft. Um, but at a TCU 6'2, 208, um decent size hands, actually very good hands besides Jordan Addison that we'll probably get to later. Um, just over a thousand yards, six touchdowns, but um he had a very good vert leap. Again, the little film I've watched, I, I haven't watched a lot, so I, I won't talk a lot about these guys, but just everything I've watched so far between these guys, I, I besides JSN and of course Dave Flowers that have already been taken. I just think Quentin Johnson is a guy I'm going to take a shot on. Um, of course, I don't know where he's going to land, but
2: just the We're skill, going to the first round, you know,
1: yeah, it's yeah, like it, it invests in the guy that's going to be in the first round. So um, take my shot on him. Hopefully it hits, and if not, well, fuck me, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um... He's big, but he doesn't feel like he plays super big. That's what I think my knock on him would be. But his ability after the catch also is really, really good, which is, like, not generally what big wide receivers do either. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe he's just, like, a different style. I think the right coach can get a lot out of him. I just, I, I don't know. He's hard to evaluate. He start, he's, gets off the line really slow, too. But he's, like, huge. And wicked fast. It just, I get,
1: I get it. it. It's a bad picture. God damn it. No, no. I. I <laughs> mean, he's just he's
2: just really hard uh, for me to evaluate. Is mm-hmm. more my point. It's like it's hard to. I mean, he and then he ends up just having these huge games. Like, and you watch it, and you're like, it does feel loud. Like, it feels like he is impacting the game a whole lot. Um, I just don't know. It's just so weird in the uh, NFL draft of like all the smallest, lightest wide receivers. Ever coming out, and then there's Johnston, who's just a monster of a man. Mm-hmm. I think like if he can, he runs routes better than DK when he came into the draft, right? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean that doesn't say too much. D- DK just wasn't a great <laughs> route runner to start with. Mm-hmm. But all right, Derek, you are up. Pick I number to- seven.
2: Um. I think the conventional wisdom here is probably taking Jordan Addison. Um I think it's pretty close between him and Downs. Um I haven't seen as much on Downs as I have on Addison. Addison just kind of does everything well. He doesn't do every anything particularly great. His hands are pretty decent. Um but you I trust, you know, the pipeline of USC wide receivers that have come up recently too. So that's another thing is like when schools start churning out guys like Ohio state at wide receiver or um, USC at wide receiver, I just tend to trust them a little bit more. There's some coach there or someone there that's getting the best out of these guys. So I think, um, I I think that Asim will also go in the first round too. And one thing that we've seen from playing dynasty football is like, just take your first round wide receivers. If the wide receivers draft in the first round, take them. Like when, a good example of this was when Brandon Ayuk came out. Brandon Ayuk was probably the fifth wide receiver off the board for Dynasty drafts because uh, San Fran's offense had a lot of pass catchers already. But, I mean, look at him. There's a reason why he was drafted in the first round. The dude's a monster. He plays wide receiver really, really well. So, like, I trust in the draft stock. Jordan Aston's projected as a first-rounder. He was going to go in the first round this year, and I trust that. I think it'll be interesting if because he'll be – Around like when the Steelers are picking, to see I think that yeah, he fits kind of what the Steelers do really well. I don't know if they're, they'll go and they'll spend more draft capital a wide receiver, but we've seen one thing that's helped uh quarterbacks in the league over the last couple of years is like just toss a ton of talent a wide receiver, mm-hmm. toss talent like to pass catchers helps quarterbacks. So, um, so that's my my choice for Addison there. All right. Okay, so I told you I wanted to take a wide
0: receiver potentially at my previous pick. Instead, I took Charbonnet. Now that was at one five. I'm at one eight. Now I'm going to take the guy that I wanted potentially there. So glad to see that he fell. It actually helps uh, me plan for the future of this year's dynasty drafts. Jalen Hyatt. Sorry to bury the lead there, everybody. Um, I'm huge on Hyatt. So coming out of Tennessee, played with uh, Hendon Hooker. Great wide receiver, blew the doors off of the combine with a four, four, forty. Um, I wish he would have done the cone or the bench press, but six feet, one seventy-six. He's a little on the light side at 176. He's not my traditional style wide receiver. I tend to go for the Quentin Johnsons of the world, the Michael Pittmans, the uh the big boys and the combine kind of stat stuffers. But uh Hyatt just kind of does it all. I think he's got a lot of flexibility in the NFL game at that build at six feet. 175-ish pounds. If he can build that up to maybe 180, 185 lean muscle, I think he's going to be a guy that contributes all over the field, whether it's the slot, whether it's other d- different um, flex-wide positions, or yeah, I don't know, they could even use him in some gadgety type roles with that 4-4 speed. So um, depending on where he goes, if he goes to somewhere a little bit more creative, I think he could have a, a lot of upside, but I think his floor is fairly safe, um, given those measurables. So we'll see. He's a guy that I'm very enamored by.
2: Yeah. Um. His he has like Kevin Durant style legs. They're very thin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's a, I mean, he's gonna be able to stretch a, a a field. I think he'll be a very useful football player in the NFL. Like where he uh, he actually reminds me a lot of DJ Clark when he was coming out. Um, like their just like ability to get over to the top of the defense and then make plays downfield. So.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, a Devontae Smith kind of as well. I comp a lot of skinny guys to him at this point, and he's my go-to.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, like, their ability to separate at the second and third level of the defense yep. is, like, really what we're saying when we're saying guys like DJ Chark and and Devontae Smith is, like, they sneaky just run by you, and then, oh, my God, there's three yards of separation. Yeah. He does that well.
0: He's kind of just like effortlessly runs gazelle like, you know. Some of these guys, yeah. they look like they're churning, and you're like, okay, well, it makes sense that he's fast because he's really putting a lot of effort in. He's kind of just like galloping downfield, and all of a sudden, he's gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right,
1: I am up, and just to mix it up, I will just go. Um, I mean, Downs is there. I should probably, I should probably pick. I'm going to pick Downs. Fuck it. I was going to do a tied tight end, but if, if Downs falls to. 109, I think you get you got gotta take it. Mm-hmm. Um a guy that I was thinking about taking at pick number math, math, math okay. six. Um, where I took Quentin Johnson instead. I got downs at, at um nine, which is kind of cool to see. Like we saw a pretty d- decent run on w- wide receivers, and I think if this is the case, you you're gonna see like Downs could be six. Quinton Johnson could be nine. High could be six. High could be nine. Like it's going to be whoever. Like, of course, landing spots, but everyone's preference. It kind of rem- reminds me of like Ayuk Pittman that year. It was very like, who do you like better? And I mean, so far, it's worked out on both sides. But, um, again, Downs. I just like a guy that could go in the first round, a guy I, I want to get flyer on over a thousand yards, 11 touchdowns um, in his senior season, 84 prod score. You guys probably don't know what that is, but go on our website, talkshowfantasy.com under rankings <laughs> and um, look it up Four four speed. Not bad. Uh, B plus TAS score 38.5 vertical jump. um, But yeah, again, it, it's just, it's, I feel like it's the last wide receiver that, fell out of that group and that's why i showed him
2: yeah and i don't know maybe because all the wide receivers all have question marks like it's been labeled as like a really running back success like a big running back draft and i mean running backs deep but i don't know i've liked a lot of the wide receivers talent they're just small you know like in a lot of like Downs is small. Addison is small. Say Flowers is small. JSN is small. Like When I say small, I don't mean like they're not like they're under six feet tall. They're under 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by small. So okay. I mean, some of these guys have to hit. But I like Downs' big playability. He's very fast. He's very quick. Very good. Like very good burst. Very sudden.
1: All right. And you're up with pick 10.
2: So I will go into the running back pool here. Um going at tight end, Dolan Kincaid and Myers are both A plus. I think I think Kincaid will go first in most rookie drafts just because he's a pure he's a slot tight end. He's a um uh He's definitely like a slot more pass catcher than end, But I'm going to go with Tank Bixby. Um, this is the running back that I've kind of fallen in love with this tape. I think Tajay Spears makes a lot of sense here, too. But um, Tank Bixby uh, is running back out of Auburn. Um, he might not do a lot in the passing game, but they didn't ask him to do a lot. So it's hard to tell if he can or can't. But when I see his ability to turn zero yards into three yards, in two yards, into five yards... But on a really bad Auburn team, was really impressive, um, and he brings a thunder. Like he's a guy that pounds the ball. Like he reminds me very much of like Nick Chubb coming out. So I think like he's in that style of running back, and that tends to be some of the running backs later in drafts that I tend to kind of fall in love with. So that's I think like Tajay Spears is really really good too. He's just very small and does something very different. All right.
1: The sleeper of the year for Derek, Bingsby. I think so. Bingsby I hope it is, hits.
2: Love it. I think Bigsby is my sleeper of the year for sure. From I haven't gone too deep into like the third or fourth round guys, but I think he'll go somewhere in the mid-second and 12 team weeks.
1: Well, not not anymore.
2: <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, we could see, we could definitely see him start flying up boards, but it'll be hard because Tajay Spears is like more electric and more fun.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Daz, your last pick.
0: Oh, it's tough. I mean, I think Derek hit the nail on the head with the tight ends. Um, I think if I needed a tight end for my team, I'd be picking one here. Uh, I'm of trying to use like almost my, my squad as my, my basis for my picks here now. And thinking that I don't need a tight end, I'm, I'm going to go running back or wide receiver. Um, and I think I'm going to, I would stick wide receiver here just because I, I think the tier of running back that we're in. There's not a huge gap between any of the, like the next four guys I would pick. You know, uh, Devin Ashan, I think he's is fantastic. I, I think he'd be a fantastic pick here, but he doesn't jump off the board you know, far ahead of anybody else that's still available on the list. Dwayne McBride, Zach Evans, Tajay Spears, like Derek said. So instead, I'm going to take somebody I've been big on. Um, Landing spot, again, would be super important for a guy like this. But Rasheed Rice at SMU, I would love to have on my team. Um, I was a little bit upset that when they measured him at the combine, he was only six foot one instead of the six foot three they had purported him to be (laughs) his entire college career. But six one two zero four puts him as one of the larger wide receivers in this draft, um, which is unfortunate that that's even like a true statement. But uh, a four five one puts him in that JSN speed category, which you know I can live with. I think when when we did the forty yard um, research history document on the website, he was around there with with some other decent names. So uh, if he falls into a situation on a team that can use him and he's not going to be, you know, the fourth, fifth guy on, on the on the depth chart, I think he's got a ton of upside. Um, he could easily use his ability to, to separate, to get open, to get downfield, or if he's going to, you know, be a little bit bigger, more physical style wide receiver, I think he can kind of play both of those, those roles. So Rasheed Rice, SMU. I originally had a mock going to Baltimore. I still think that'd be a great spot for him. However, they need a quarterback. If That's if he true. went to Baltimore right now without Lamar Jackson signed, I would not pick him at this spot. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, I'm up with the last pick, pick twelve. Um, usually, this pick, of course, you won the ch- the championship, so you're kind of all set with your team. Um, but I'm going with a quarterback. I'm going with Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Again, you are you are a top team. You have a very good quarterback if you won your league. You don't need a guy this year or the next two years. You might as well... It's not really a risk. Take a guy that could be a top three quarterback in three years. Like You can pick Levis or Stroud or Young, but I just think Richardson's ceiling is so much higher, and that's why you, you want to take in dynasty leagues, especially when you don't have to use them. Just keep them on your taxi squad for two years, and then boom, you, you might have... A guy you can link up with Joe Burrow on your same team, You're like it's huge. So, uh, last pick of the draft, I picked uh, R- Richardson, and no tight ends got picked.
2: No tight ends, <laughs> but there's definitely Kincaid and Mayor, both very deserving of first round. Well, Darnell
1: Washington, pick. man, he's with uh, Bennett, right?
2: So Darnell, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, Georgia. Darnell Washington, not a huge stat line, but. Darnell Washington was actually like, I don't know if you remember during the um championship game, Scotty, I was like texted you guys and I was like, hey, watch this guy Washington that plays tight end for them because he is he is hilarious on a college field because he is so big. Six play, six seven, right? Yeah, he could play tackle tomorrow if he wanted to. He <laughs> six, seven, 264. <laughs>
0: he's
2: 11. like Mercedes
0: Lewis, but <laughs> like fast. Coming,
2: yeah, coming down on like sh- like smaller off ball linebackers. Eleven inch like, hand.
1: He's got a massive hands too. He's so That's the big. size of a ruler. So <laughs> his big. arm is thirty. Like he, looking at all his uh, measurables, he just leaps over like Mayor and Kincaid, and Mayor and yeah. Kincaid are, are not small guys.
2: And he looked, he looked legitimately funny. funny on a college field. How big he was! Like I can't express it enough. Like <laughs> there's. We have very few guys that really surprise you like um on an NFL field, but he will still look ginormous at the NFL level.
0: Well, the video of him hitting that ram sled and just moving it like 10, 15 yards just laughably, and then the next guy hitting like, it gar- he gets like stuck. Yeah. Oh my god. Who's the guy who's like, I have to go after that dude? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think there's something wrong. Yep. It was a lug nut. Got coach, it. That coach coach, I gotta hit
0: the bathroom real quick. I'll get I'll
2: get a few after this guy. And they I mean, return. they're actually saying that he like Washington could go in the first round of the NFL draft, too. So we could see three first rounders. And like, I would just like, I would feel a lot I don't know. I mean, tight
1: ends first time. Like...
2: There's been two. I don't know about three, though. That's a good that's three. A good might... Yeah, because like, I mean, we haven't had huge success with first round tight ends either. <laughs> you know, and no, like, no. But um, Darnell Washington, if you want to watch something funny, go watch his highlights at Georgia because there he is a scary big dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: not a lot of stats, but again, it's college for a tight end.
2: Well, they also Can't have like it. a generational talent at tight end that was catching the football at tight end. There, I forget the name. of He's him. still Bowers. there, right? Bowers, I think he'll be coming. Out yep, next year. yep. He'll be coming out next year's draft, mm-hmm. and he will be a top five. Um, fantasy pick in in dynasty weeks yeah he's that good so yep
1: yep all right well that does it um got your rookie draft some news some quarterbacks tight end rookies uh three weeks left right until three weeks today
0: three yeah, yeah three weeks on the dot
1: yeah we have our um dynasty draft just a few days after that or, or a week after that, I guess. Week,
0: yeah.
2: Insane how early it is this year. They're very, very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because
1: it's you it's usually mid June.
2: Well, yeah. it's you also there's uh, have been a few other weeks and it's because the commissioners are like draft guys, so they want to do it early, so there's not a lot of content for the guys that don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It gives people that are draft guys competitive advantage advantage. No, I don't really I, care. I mentioned
0: that in our in our new yeah, league day. I, so I was like, three so I'm, assuming, the like <laughs> I'm assuming the draft is like, you know, as close to the season as possible. And they're like, nope, May. Yeah, no, May. Yeah. Like, okay. All yeah, right, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like great. So first year, I can draft three guys that hit IR in training camp, and I'll be out of the league before, right? <laughs> before I know what happened. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, uh, Daz, you can take us out.
0: Oh, we're wrapping it up. Please, right. yeah. Cool beans. Um, As always, we thank you for listening to our podcast, Top Shelf Fantasy. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. Check out the website. We got more stuff coming as we get closer to the NFL draft on April 27th. Uh, There's a countdown up there. Check out the mock drafts. Check out all the data on the research tab. Check out the rookies. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Stay fluid. Stay fluid. Top
1: Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid, stay loose.